Excuse me, am I recording? Hey guys, this is Mike with Sharing in the Disruption Podcast. We are here discussing innovation and technology and how to invest in it and make lots of money. So listen up and let's get this started. How's it going? This is Mike with Sharing in the Disruption Podcast. Now, for your viewing or listening enjoyment, I will be delving into the latest, well, not the latest, but ASPAC. Um, I'm kind of just focused on uh, ones I'm super interested in right now, and I'm just working my way down the list of some ones that I have recorded. And the one that I will be focused on today is Ava, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Don't know how many other ways there are to pronounce it. A E V A. It's a company founded by a couple of guys that came out of Apple. Um, I think they were involved with the Apple car project at one point. Um, but they are in. If you uh, for, their, for your information, their website is uh, www.aeva.ai. Um, and I scrolled down to the bottom, clicked investor, um, and I am reading from the investor presentation. And this is a company that works with LiDAR. Um, now, I'm an investor with Tesla, obviously, and Tesla does not believe in using LiDAR uh, for the reason that they use computer vision and think that LiDAR is a crutch. So I will start off with that caveat, but all the other auto manufacturers disagree. And as a hedge, just in case uh, Tesla's way of doing things is not perfect, which it may not be, there's there's really like three main ways that um, autonomous vehicles are being designed as far as, um, how they are kind of knowing what's going on in their environment around them. And that is with either Tesla, which relies solely on computer vision, um, like video footage with uh, cameras all around the car and analyzing the environment in that way and assessing it and uh, using, using that information to act accordingly. Uh, collecting data and and using machine learning to learn from that. Now, uh, then there's, I mean, a lot of the manufacturers do use computer vision, but they also use LiDAR, at least as a backup system. And so LiDAR, like when you see like the, the old Uber cars or Waymo and stuff driving around, they have this big thing on top of the car. It's like a little laser that spins around and it pretty much maps the environment. Think of it as like light radar. And it's mapping the environment. Now, even if this didn't play out just for vehicles, say Tesla is right and you don't need it, it's still going to be used in augmented reality. It's um, Apple uses, I think they, Lumentum is the company they use for their um, LiDAR in their phones. But they build a lot of their own technologies. But they have integrated LiDAR into their tablets and their phones now. And so that they can map the environment with phone. Smart glasses will have it. 
like the the AR glasses, probably VR. VR has some sort of light radar, um, so that like when you have the VR mask on, you don't like crash into objects around you. Um, depending on like what how sophisticated the VR system is, but uh, there is one more system which is developed through Baidu, and that's more of a vehicle to vehicle uh, transmission. So it uses like communications between vehicles to let the other vehicles. I don't know how that works. I don't know that it can work by itself if there's like a car that doesn't say doesn't have that technology in it. So uh, I think in order for that to work, it would require that every vehicle has it and that's working, obviously. Um, okay, so this is the investor deck from Ava from November 2020. Now, I'm not going to get into the companies taking it public. What is the, the ticker? Uh, IPV.U. If if you look it up on Robinhood or any of those, it's Interprivate Acquisition Corp. I think um, you could try typing in IPV.U. Um, it's a New York Stock Exchange listed SPAC, which completed its $240 million IPO in February 2020. February 2020. Um, so it's that that SPAC has been around, not the acquisition. The team is comprised of long-term oriented active investors and advisors uh, with breadth of experience across venture capital, growth, equity, public markets, and so on. Um, so this is what catches my attention. So some of the investments and affiliations through the SPAC are with are in PillPack which is owned by Amazon Pharmacy, Airbnb, Curology, Uber, Sumo Logic. Why would Uber have an interest in this technology? <laughs> um, Slack, Maven, Open Door, and ChargePoint. Uh, let's see. Some of the, the directors, I think it, uh, I'm not going to read into like all the people's names and everything. But it is interesting to see where some of these people come from as far as their history. So one guy worked for Morgan Stanley, uh, more Morgan Stanley. So they have some good banking relationships. Um, a lot of big wigs uh, from financial services and stuff. Uh, one guy, one person, uh, has a tie up with ChargePoint, which is an EV charging uh, company, and so that's I think that's some really good uh, background. Quantum energy background, uh, a metals, a telecom. Yeah, so some of these people have some interesting backgrounds. I mean, let's see. So it's founded in 2017, Ava is, now we're back to Ava, by former leaders from Apple and Nikon, uh, by Soroush Salehian, CEO, Mina Rezik, I can't say that, uh, his co-founder, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name. So the CEO was head of sensing program management at Apple. 
He led system program management for the Apple Watch One. He worked on founder at Blue Libris, which is a wearable health sensing product. Stanford Mechatronics. Uh, this other guy is head of optical sensing at Apple. Led the world's first precision lidar at Nikon. He has 17 years of developing sensor fusion systems for autos and aero. 25 plus patents on sensing technology, design, and commercialization. Uh, this other guy worked, I don't know how relevant this is, accounting officer at Jewel Labs, it's in the, the cigarette company, or the vape company. Um, I don't know what Evincense is, corporate controller of Vincent's. And he worked in accounting at Symmetricom. Um, there's some more people from Apple and Broadcom. Guy from BMW. And guy from in Intel. Uh, led Silicon Photronics at Intel. Oh, so I mean, we have some good... Uh, good backgrounds that's that's important is the leadership is a good is a big thing and you really want people that really know what they're doing and if you remember elon musk was an engineer before he was uh ceo of tesla so uh they kind of have some cool pictures of their technology how it can perceive depth how it can perceive movement like or they term it velocity uh reflect this re, reflect reflectivity um and it does have elements of computer vision so they were founded 2017 and their kind of big claim to fame is that they have the first 4d four-dimensional lidar sample or lidar technology and everybody else 3d uh and we'll get to what that means hopefully further in this they the 20 mid 2018 they had the first 4d lidar with long range and velocity you can sense, sense the movement they partnered with audi in Around 2019, they produced second generation 4D LiDAR on a chip, uh, mid-2019. They partnered with Volkswagen in almost like right before 2020. They produced a new LiDAR device, 2020. 120 degree field of view, long range. And they started a partnership with ZF Production to produce 40 LiDAR to automotive mass scale. Um, so that's kind of their, their history. Uh, key partners, investors, Volkswagen, ZF, a confidential investor, Lux. Lux, that's... Um, I thought that was a smart home company. Canaan Partners, they make stuff for Bitcoin mining, I believe. Um, they have 
30 customer pipelines. They have 30 customers, which I mean, this, this could be very large orders. Uh, four strategic manufacturing partners, 30 plus patents, 100 plus team members, and 75 engineers. So, um, yeah, why, why invest in this company? Uh, they, they have kind of four pillars of like why you should invest in them. So they claim they have breakthrough technology to capture existing total addressable market. We've talked about that a lot in some of these podcasts on these. I mean, that's what you want to know with some of these facts is like, how big can they get? How much growth opportunity? You're taking on a lot of risk just because it's a SPAC, just because it's a new company. So you want to know, you want there to be some serious upside, to be honest. Like when you're talking about Johnson Johnson or you're talking about like investing in GE, something like that, like they've maxed out their total adjustable market. You're like, let's get some dividends, maybe have some growth here and there, expand into something different. But when you're talking about one of these risky companies like this, um, I mean, you may buy like four or five SPACs and maybe just one of them does good. I mean, hopefully your, your um, process evaluation like filters them down to where you are very smart and the best ones but um i mean if you in 1999 you had picked a bunch of internet companies like who would have just picked amazon or who would have really picked like google and amazon to be like the best ones there's all kinds of companies that you could have thought would have been successful and i would say think about it like that i mean there's gonna be these diamond and rough and that's what i'm trying to do because literally there's about like five specs coming out a day like if you look through I, I type, just type in like new SPACs or whatever and go to, what's the website I use? You can track these yourself. I'm not trying to like have a monopoly on any of this information. This is public, public shit. Um, where's this website? I was trying to tell you the, what I'm using to uh, track down all these, these SPACs. I mean, I check it daily. And there's literally like five or so coming out every single day. It's crazy. Um, investor place. I have so many windows open on my phone. It's crazy. I can't let it take too long. <laughs> but I really do want to tell you these. Um, there's just so many of these coming out. Uh, I'll just type it in. New SPACs. I'll recognize it once. To see it. The new SPAC is SPAC Insider. That's it. Okay. So it's SPAC spacinsider.com and what I would do is I think I usually just click on like the where it says back insider at the top and that sends you uh that sends you kind of to the news feed like, let's see what's new today um money lion okay it says fusion acquisition corp f-u-s-e ticker to combine with money lion in 2.4 billion dollar deal and it gives you kind of description of the, the deal that just went down. This is like a news feed. And 
just for SPACs, literally nothing else. Won't tell you anything about existing companies. Um, like right here, it says Fusion Acquisition Corp announced this morning that it had entered into a definitive business combination agreement with MoneyLion, comprehensive fintech platform that provides consumers a place to manage their investments, credit score, spending, and cash needs, as well as interesting plans for debit card cash back in crypto. So if you scroll down, the next one is like Longview Acquisition Corp approves Butterfly Network deal. That's a medical device company. Um, so it literally, I mean, sometimes it, I mean, that that's like tells you when they're actually like announcing a company that they're going to merge with. Uh, sometimes it just says when they first start a SPAC, like a SPAC itself, it'll just say like Acquisition Corp blank prices $175 million IPO. That just means they started the SPAC itself. So it has news for other things that aren't as like interesting as like when a deal closes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely use that as a resource. Uh, I'm trying to go through these and tell you about them. But if you want to know, if you're curious, like where I'm finding out about this, and you want to look into your own specs, feel free. Look at that. Uh, that's what I use. Um, so let's go back to Ava. <laughs> Got a little side note. They... They're break uh, so they have they're claiming they have breakthrough technology that has a lot of total addressable market. The world's first 4D lidar on a chip. And I heard I actually looked this up after I heard of it on Mad Money. Um, the the CEO came on and was talking with Jim Kramer, and it's hard to tell on Mad Money because he's always just kind of like, "Whoa, you guys are amazing! Invest in this company." And it's kind of CNBC just hypes everything. Um, Sometimes, I mean, they do get critical on a company, but I mean, I watch that kind of stuff just to hear about something new and then always do your own due diligence. Like, look into stuff yourself. Like, don't take Jim Cramer's word for something. Uh, don't take anybody's word for something. If you have a buddy, like, I can't tell you how, I used to have a roommate that'd be like, oh, buy this, buy this marijuana stock out of India. Like, it's, it's going to go crazy. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, look it up and it's like, 40 cents like now i'm not doing that um friends are a terrible source i mean i'm sorry wall street bets uh facebook group all that stuff is terrible i mean look look at those things feel free to look at those things uh stock twits look at those things for like ideas i mean i've, I've definitely found things i ended up investing by seeing it on some mentioned on something but then i would go and look it up I had research, like, are they making money? What's their opportunity? What do they do? And you should understand why something does if you're going to put your money in it. Like, it's like, would you go to a store blindfold and just buy something? No. Why would you do that in the stock market unless you're gambling? I mean, if you're a gambler, like, like at least be truthful with yourself. If you're gambling, be a gambler. But um, if you think you're an investor, don't injured investor and be a gambler <laughs> just be truthful to yourself um uh they have proven technology enabling mass production scale across broad applications that's important and needs to be able to be utilized on a major scale not too niche the end state for automotive applications so they're saying that is like where car technology is going 
and they're just ahead of the curve. Revenue visibility from commercial partnerships in automotive. They have agreements with top four customers that represent uh, projected revenue of $1.3 billion, including $444 million in 2025. They have a strategic partnership with Porsche, the world's largest automotive OEMs, technology, mobility players. So, I mean, who you know, credibility, we, we all know this matters. Um, so it's a big deal. Like, if you look through these different LiDAR companies and you don't see that they have any big backing, like, probably not the best company. Like, that's kind of how it works. Like, you want a really good job, get paid a lot of money. Like, you got to network. You got to – and so it's all about who you know. I mean, how do you think people lobby the government? <laughs> they wine and dine and schmooze them. And, I mean, you can actually have a better product, but if you can't get it out there, Probably lots of good inventions that are still on the shelves somewhere. Um, product and distribution partnership with ZF, one of the world's largest automotive tier one manufacturers. So, I mean, just connections, connections and like scale, um, having those partnerships, that's the moat. Redefining perception for consumer devices and beyond. Um, they have advantages. Do they have advantages in their technology? That's interesting. Like, that's notable. Um, let's see if they do. They say they have unique advantages due to superior resolution, silicon chip form factor, whatever that means, it's a little above my pay grade, and micrometer per second velocity sensing. I think that means like more control, like like they can sense things that are moving. Um, I guess these other LiDAR can't. That's where the 4D comes in. That's what I'm trying to understand. That's what it seems like to me. It's like being able to sense movement. You would think, like, well, this LiDAR would be able to sense movement. Um, but I think the LiDAR is just sensing where it's at in relation to the car. But I guess, like, this is also, like, say something's just moving around freely in space it's like tracking it more so um man i am not doing this justice i'm, I'm gonna stop right now but um there's some extra element they're claiming that it has and i think it's some sort of movement tracking um only integrated lidar solution for some consumer applications creating new perception categories across devices Ava expects to enable broad adoption of VR and AR on mobile devices and smart glasses. Bingo. Like, if this doesn't work out for the car, like I said, I'm hoping Tesla's the dominant one, and that means that it would be mostly computer vision, and they wouldn't even need a um, LiDAR, but that'd be bad for this company. Uh, but they, AR and VR is going to need this. Um, so mobile devices and smart glasses, which is a, would it's projected to be enormous market. I think that's going to be Apple's next smartphone. It's going to be AR glasses. Um, the equivalent, they needed like a new iPhone kind of scale product to really put them on the map again. Uh, high definition mapping, contactless help monitoring. Ooh, I didn't think of that. They could like see through your insides almost a little bit, maybe. Um, 
industrial automation, robotics and security, ro yeah, robotics, um, like a factory floor. That's probably why Amazon's interested in this. Uh, superior operating model driving compelling valuation metrics. Multi-year programs provide strong visibility into revenue growth and efficient operational planning. Ooh, do they have like, um, we're, I was talking about Latch earlier today uh, for one of the podcasts, company Latch, and they had these long-term contracts. I wonder if that's what this has. High margin, scalable business model forecasted to achieve break-even without further capital. So it seems like they have really good money to get them to the place where they don't, they are breaking even, not losing money, and without any more capital infusion. Uh, $1.8 billion of post-money enterprise value, representing two times enterprise value to 2025 revenue. So what this company's value at right now, $1.8 billion, represents two times their value in 2025. So you're paying up for this company right now. Um, I mean, that's, so that's like what they're making in 2025. So you're, you're definitely buying this for a future hold. That's what that's saying. Um, 5.2 times enterprise value 2025 EBITDA. Um, let's see. So they says Ava 40 LiDAR is the first sensing solution to meet all machine perception requirements and is built on silicon photonics, enabling broad adoption at industry leading costs. So cheap and relatively inexpensive um, and very, very much um, meets everything that's expected of it. Uh, just a few fun facts. Machine perception is involved from using basic vision sensors to multiple sensing solutions for new capability and safe function. Today's devices require color, velocity, depth, reflectivity, and inertial motion. Camera measures color at high resolutions and can infer depth. Radar measures velocity and depth at lower resolutions. Um, this almost sounds closer to what Tesla's doing a little bit. Legacy LiDAR is based on time of flight technology and measures depth and reflectivity, but with limitations in performance and cost. So they're saying they're different than the competition of legacy LiDAR. Uh, so the, they said they have a massive opportunity across multiple large markets. So that's what we want to see is that they have some big TAM, total logistical market. Uh, so here's contracted projects underway in automotive currently. Uh, trucking, they have like, looks like semi-trucks, passenger cars, and mobility, which is like those little Zooks, which is like what Amazon has more, like those little cars that go around like taxis um, and take people to and from going around town. Uh, See, their pro production starts in 2024, huh? For these products, 20, 
2024, that's a long ways off. Um, they says says they can make a hundred billion dollars. Hundred. So they're saying the, that market for trucking, passenger cars, and mobility will be a hundred billion dollars. I mean, so hundred billion dollars. That's like it's not like that's about what. That's a that's less a little less than Airbnb's total valuation today. I think it's higher than Uber's. Or DoorDash is like oh god, they're like eighty billion dollars or something crazy. Um, so a hundred billion dollars in just that industry: the automotive, mobility, passenger car, trucking. By twenty twenty five, they think by twenty thirty. That market will be 160 billion dollars. So uh, they think there's a lot of growth there. So I mean, that's that's a huge market, and we haven't even gotten to consumer electronics, consumer health, industrial robotics, and security, which I think they're shorting themselves on some of these numbers. I mean, honestly, I think some of this is low, but maybe not. I mean, they're just taking possession of lidar. Um, so they think those things can drive expansion to proven applications using 4D LiDAR technology. Uh, and they're not going to get a hundred percent of this market. Like there's going to be other players that get a lot of market share. Uh, consumer electronics, $13 billion in 2025 and then going up to 26 billion. This is their estimates. This is not proven in stone. Um, that would be smartphones and glasses, like uh, augmented reality glasses, VR. Uh, consumer health, the Apple Watch and different health products, from $1 billion 2025 up to $12 billion in 2030. Uh, I don't know. They have two sets of numbers there. Oh, oh I got you. Um, Industrial robots and security from four billion up to seven billion, and then so total for that other markets area, which is all three of those areas, would be go, go from eighteen billion up to forty six billion, twenty twenty five to twenty thirty. That's their projections. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, four hundred forty million represents those top four automatic automotive customers. They're expecting. So I guess their hope, I mean, I guess one thing is there's only so many people in this space to get contracts with. And if you don't land those big contracts, that's a big risk. Like, so, you know, obviously somebody like Facebook, say like they have billions of users. If somebody drops off, if, you know, Clorox pulls their ads, like that's why that ad block wasn't very effective is it doesn't make that big of a deal to them because, like it's very diversified, but um, a company like uh, Palantir, like they have like forty percent of their business is like through the U.S. government. Or I looked up like Cirrus Logic has like almost half their revenue comes from Apple. So like when you have these contracts where like you know somebody pulls out and it's like literally just demolishes your revenue. Oh, Fastly, they didn't realize that's why Fastly stock plummeted like thirty percent or something crazy because. TikTok was like 30% of their 
edge cloud um, services. So when TikTok got that ban from the Trump administration, or they were talking about it, um, TikTok pulled their services away from Fastly, and losing Fastly was like an enormous blow to them. So, I mean, there's only so many big players in this this ecosystem. So if you lost an Amazon or you lost a BMW, that's a big deal. So um, that's that's where these kind of companies are very vulnerable. They have to stay highly competitive. Intel is like, you know, like they do all this stuff at data center and they're getting bumped out by AMD and uh, NVIDIA. So, I mean, there's only so many people that need these massive projects done. And when Apple removes Intel chips from their phones, that's a death blow. Um, could start, start that death tailspin. Uh, see, partners include leaders in automated and autonomous driving across passenger cars, trucking mobility. Um, one problem I saw with this company is most, oh, there's not that many percent of the company that's actually being put up for sale. It's only like 10%. <laughs> it's, um, it's essentially public, but uh, management still owns much of the company. The pipe is on the investor pipe. Uh, is a large portion of the company. There's um, that uh, the SPAC. So really, like you're not getting much say as as many SPACs in the company. Much voting power, or um, you don't own much portion of the company. So hopefully they don't they won't dilute their shares anymore. Um, So they have six times larger range allowed for augmented reality and virtual reality in large open spaces. Micrometer depth precision provides superior resolution. No sunlight degradation expands outdoor operational range. So I think a lot of these LIDAR systems have problems with inclement weather and sun hitting it or all kinds of different things. Maybe bad uh, resolution. Instant velocity measurements at micrometer per second precision enables contact tactless health monitoring. Oh, I think that could, I, it can't see through your body. I think that's silly. Um, I think it could see like your chest rising and falling. I think it's uh, Google has stuff in their phones now. It's either Google or Samsung. They have it where it can measure your chest. Like you hold the phone back and it can use that technology to measure chest rising and falling. And tell you like your metrics, like what your breast per minute and all that kind of stuff is. There's some crazy technology. Um, looks like their lidar chip is like smaller than a quarter, about the size of a quarter. It's pretty crazy. Um, they just keep highlighting. Their technology is better than everybody else's. Bit cocky, are we? Um, they said they have 30 times lower costs versus legacy LiDAR. They claiming they have see proven set of detector integrated on silicon photonics. Without the use of exotic processes. Exotic? Joe Exotic? 
Tiger King. Um, I think they just have very simple process. Um, just trying to break this all simple down. Some some of the terminologies, uh, very dense. Built them from the ground up, have extra long range. They uh, they show themselves like as far as comparisons. They have a chart. Um, it looks like in terms of specs. I mean, obviously they got had these good connections, but they um, with good companies like Amazon's and people that are really going to help distribute their product and uh, get them in the best vendors. I mean, the best. Uh, companies to put their technology on their vehicles. Uh, it looks like their technology is superior to all their competitors. They have a chart that says competitor one, two, three, and four. And they, as far as automotive grade, they are one of one of three. There's three out of five of these are automotive grade, and they're one of those. They have not the, they're tied for first as far as range. Um, they can see, they can see two, 200 meters plus. Um, oh, 250, 250 meters. And the, the requirement is 200 meters. So here's the requirements and they match it. So they're like the only company that meets every single requirement. Uh, as far as ADAS and AV requirements at cost. Um, I don't know what regulatory body that is. Um, they have the best resolution of any of these at 0 0.05, uh, I don't know what that, 0 0.05 something. <laughs> but they, they have the best resolution as far as all these five manufacturers. Field of view. 120 by 30. I don't know how that plays into it. Um, they need at least, though, it meets the requirement. They need at least 100 by 30. The, they are the only one with instant velocity, and that's where that 4D comes into play. It says that's their major advantage. Expected. Oh, it's, they're saying it's, they're saying it's an expected requirement. So they think it will become the norm, but it is not right now. So they actually don't. They're actually highlighting things that set them apart, but are not actually requirements right now. So light interference. There is no requirement for light in interference right now. Um, that's where it's a little tricky in this deck. But they are the only one that is immune to light interference. L LIDAR interference. I guess that's other LIDARs. Um, and they are saying... Uh, they're the they're immune to lidar interference, and everyone else is poor as far as when they experience other lidar interference. Weather performance. Uh, only one of these companies uh, can see uh, 200 meters inclement weather, and so them and one other company can see. These are anonymous companies. They're putting up, but uh. They are one of two that can see past 200 meters in inclement weather. Um, and the power that it draws, 
the requirement is supposed to be low. Uh, all of these, they're low continuous. There's a medium pulse, high pulse, high pulse, low pulse. So the low, the other company that has low pulse is the only one that's adequate besides them. But theirs is not a pulse, it's continuous, which seems like that would be more optimal. In uh, their costs, they have it rated in dollar signs. And then in one other company, the only one with one dollar sign, everybody else is either two or three. So it would appear that they have the superior, um, superior technologies. Uh, their strategic partnership was with VW, who has many brands. Audi, who I'm a big fan of. VW, Audi, Bentley. Uh, Lamborghini, Porsche, Scania, um, Ducati. So, I mean, that's that's a big company to be one with. Uh, automotive production partner is ZF. Uh, partnership with ZF to manufacture, qualify, and supply the first automotive grade 40 LiDAR at ZF's automotive. So ZF is manufacturing their LiDAR systems. And then they have a deal with Porsche uh, to put investments in AVA in 2018 and 2019. Um, a partnership with the Audi, Audi Aid. I don't know what that is. Uh, Ava is engaged with VW Group on LiDAR for the next generation vehicle platform target of 2024. Hmm. That might be good for VW stock and stuff too. Um, I've been told VW is one of the leaders as far as traditional auto company, companies in this, these kind of technologies. Uh, they're saying they have future partnerships. Uh, the pipeline, as far as trucking. To select current target partners, Volvo, Scania, Daimler, uh, Passenger, Audi, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Ford, Neo, Toyota, GM, Jaguar, and Land Rover. Uh, Mobility Tech, Argo, Amazon, Zooks, Cruise, Neuro, GM's Cruise, Neuro, Samsung, Uber, Volkswagen Group, and Waymo. So I think most of these... Companies are being made possible, possibly by this company. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Yeah, they really highlight their their 4D thing with the whatever velocity is. Um, that's what they're they're highlighting. Um, equity ownership. So, like I said, the okay, so. Your private trust. So the employees, I guess, the, the ownership owns 1,700 million uh, million dollars worth of this company, or 1.7 billion dollars worth of this company. The pipe is 120 million, and the SPAC is sponsoring 243 million. So they really had a lot of money coming into this, and they didn't give up a lot of equity as far as the pipe and the tobacco. And so they're not issuing much equity to the public. Seems like they're in a really good financial position, which is great for them. Um, not really great for us as investors. They have no debt. They're going to take $328 million and put that on their cash balance sheet. Um, they have good cash flow, no debt. 
This is really attractive investment, actually. All right, so. Yeah, um, it, it looks like shareholders, uh, new shareholders, will only be able to own 11% of the company or 24.2. They're only issuing 24.2 million shares. Um, the existing shareholders own 170 million shares of 80% of the company. The SPAC sponsor is 3%. Actually, I don't like that. The SPAC sponsor is only going to have 3% of the company. 6.9 million shares. Uh, in the pipe, investors, going to be 6% of the company, 12 million shares. So that's, that's really not that high for... There's not a lot of skin in the game for the 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 SPACs, the pipe. I mean, this, this company seems like they don't need the money. That's the first thing. So maybe they just like didn't allow much room for the SPAC sponsor to to get equity in this company. But I do like to see a sponsor of a SPAC wanting to own a decent portion of the company. It shows confidence. It shows that they're committed. Um, that they don't have any doubts in this company. But this company is cash cash flow positive. And, uh, they I mean they got three hundred twenty eight million dollars from their balance sheet. They've got no debt. Um, so if they can deliver on a lot of stuff, good partnerships. It looks like. Let's see. So we're talking about uh, revenue growth, and they say in their between 2019 and 2022, their revenue growth will be 192%. They compare themselves to other people in the industry. NVIDIA at 24%, Xilinx at 20 at 4%. Uh, Mobileye, who's owned by Intel, at 51%. She can't own Mobileye. Uh, Amberella, that's 8%. Luminar at 187%. Velodyne LiDAR, 65%. Tesla at 31%. The average gross margin, they're saying... Which they, I mean, they, I don't see that. They can't compare themselves to Tesla because, like, they're saying their average gross margin is going to be sixty-three percent. Some of these comparisons don't make any sense, um, because first of all, Tesla is not a lidar company. They are going to have much different margins because they are an auto manufacturer. They do have some of that technology, but they're not breaking off Tesla's computer vision segment from Tesla as a whole. So they are making some inaccurate comparisons right here. NVIDIA, their comparison of NVIDIA, um, NVIDIA does many other things. So you really, the only thing you can really compare, I, I'm, I'm gonna take Tesla out of this. They're, they're doing comparisons on revenue, growth, gross margin, EBITDA. Tesla has, pretty much nothing to do with ABA as far as like, yes, they Tesla has too many other things that they do, whether it's solar, 
whether it's batteries, whether it's cars, you can't compare their EBITDA, you can't compare their gross margins. Of course, Tesla's going to have way lower margins because they're in the auto industry and manufacturing. Auto, like manufacturing has low margins compared to software or manufacturing a LiDAR system is much different than manufacturing an entire car, building those giant factories. Um, so Xilinx and NVIDIA make chips. So I don't think that's really an accurate comparison either. Um, Xilinx is also being bought by AMD. So that'll be under the AMD umbrella, which AMD does lots of other things. Xilinx does other things anyway. Um, I would say a more accurate comparison would be Mobileye, Amberella, Luminar, and Villadyne. So that's all we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about NVIDIA, Xilinx, or Tesla. Um, we're going to talk about Mobile, Mo, Mobileye. I think Amberella does many other things too, but we'll for the purposes of this, we'll compare them. Luminar, Villadyne. Luminar does, I think they do a lot of stuff with fiber optic in general. I think it's, I don't know that all these are very accurate comparisons, but like Ava is more pure play on LiDAR. And if you want the, definitely the most accurate comparison would be Velodyne. And probably Mobileye as well, but let's, let's just get to this comparison. Um, so revenue, they're saying their growth between 2019 and 2022 is going to be 192%. Uh, Comparing that to Mobileye, 51%, Umbrella, the measly 8%, Luminar, 187%, which ain't bad, uh, 65% for Velodyne, which that ain't bad, over, that's over four, four years. So 65, 65% is not that great, actually, for when you're talking over four years. I mean, it's better than the S&P 500. That's... Um, the stock went up like 65% because of that. Um, so Luminar is really the only one that's compares uh, like in the same ballpark as far as growth, the revenues go. Um, they're saying they're going to as far as that average gross margin, they have 63%, uh, mobilized 75%, a little higher. Amberella, 60%, Luminar, 64%, Velodyne, 58%. So they're all like within a ballpark of each other as far as revenue, or I mean, uh, average gross margin. The average EBITDA margin, 39% for Ava, 51% for Mobileye. Said Mobileye by itself anyway, even though it looks like it has some decent numbers. Unfortunately, it's wrapped up in a company I think is shitty called Intel. So I don't want it. Uh, I'd invest in Mobileye probably if it was by any single company. Amberella looks really terrible with 3%. Um, Luminol 44%. Velodyne 22%. So. This actually makes Luminar look pretty good, like an attractive uh, investment. It's classifying them as traditional LiDAR. But Luminar is probably one of those ones they compared to them. They don't, if they're traditional LiDAR, they just don't, they don't have like the 4D and the um, 
they have technologies that's good, even though the numbers are decent, they um like it just doesn't look like the technologies as as good. So you could expect Luminar to lose a lot of share to them. And yeah, just Velodyne doesn't look so hot in this comparison. Uh, see revenue for 2021. They're probably going to be way below these other companies. It's a revenue multiple, valuation multiple. Uh, so they're being valued. So what you want to see is a low number that you know their kind of uh, their valuation isn't too high. They're saying NVIDIA is valued 17 times revenue. Um, they they're valued two times revenue. And mobilized 21.7 times, so not nearly as good of a value. Amberella is 6.7 times. Luminar is 3.5. Velodyne is 2.8. When you actually look at Tesla in this comparison, it doesn't look so bad. It's uh, 8.6 times as much as they harp on Tesla for being way overvalued. Um, this is EBITDA 5.2 times for Ava, 74 times for Amarillo, 40 times for Mobileye, 12.8 times Velodyne, 7.9 times Luminar. So if you were really itching to invest in another LiDAR company, it does look like Luminar could be the best investment besides Ava. There's a, I mean, if you take this literally, like it seems like they are the best investment. Um, Amarillo just seems way overpriced according to these charts uh, for what they do. Seems like Xilinx doesn't have any growth really built in. NVIDIA is just a massive company, so they probably don't have as much growth built in. Um, yeah, Luminar is the only one that's really in comparison to them that much. And they show, yeah, near 200% growth um, at a very low um, valuation multiple. Some of these companies are computing platforms, some are vision-based, some are traditional LiDAR, and some are, well, Tesla's classified as disruptive auto tech. But I, if I was them, I really would not have thrown Tesla into that bunch. Let's see, um, and I will, I will stop at that. Um, so my analysis on this is, is this a buy? And I would say, yes, I would, I'll dip my toes in this. I, I recommend it. Um, I mean, I think there are a few concerns. Like, I would like to see more skin in the game as far as the SPAC sponsors. But really, that's the biggest thing I've seen. And probably the other hesitancy is just that they have a long way to go. Um, really, they they just have a lot to prove. This is a very early stage growth company, 
and it does appear to be growth unlike I did looked at Bumble earlier today and they're already starting to lose growth and Ava does look like a growth play um there's there's risk involved just like any other spec so I would give this ugh can't get I don't give out I'm not going to give out any tens but I'll give them like I'll put this up there with like an 8 or a 9 let's 8.5 we'll say 8.5 um so a couple of the ones I've done today I've, I've classified pretty high I am not going to rate all these companies up at like sevens or eights or nines but uh some of the ones I've looked at today I've kind of done a barrage of specs have been pretty pretty interesting companies that I do rate pretty high because I have a high interest in them. That's probably why I started with them. But uh, thanks for listening to this, guys. And I uh, hope you get a lot out of this. And happy investing.